All right, mate, how are you doing? I'm not too bad. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> sound a bit croaky there. I did, I sound a bit croaky there, yeah. Mm. <coughs> Just mm. my masculine deep voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's going on? Not going on. I've been in uh, mini isolation this week with uh, some further sickness in the family that's spread through us again. Like it seems just, to happen to you a lot. Well, it hasn't. Like, yeah, last week was the last episode discussed that, didn't we? Where uh, yeah. COVID spread to us, and now it's uh, bum flu. <laughs> flu of the bum. Bum flu. Uh, <laughs> oh, my wife it's had the worst. It. The worst kind of flu. Some some of us in the household had it at both ends. I just had it at the one end. Mm-hmm. The best end. I'm sure I'm sure Joe will be happy for you to be sharing that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I haven't been doing a lot. Not really gone anywhere because it seems to be pretty contagious. Had the one child at home most of the week again. But, yeah, it's not been, it's been all right. Not been stressful or anything. Good. It's, well, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's fine. I've painted like, parts of my shed, as yeah, you can see. Yes, a nice shade of dark. Green, is it dark? Dark green, yeah. it's dark green. It is dark green. I mean, obviously it's a lot darker now because it's night time. Um, You'll be able to show me in person, so I'll so be able to yes, see what it's like. Yes, coming to visit in a couple of weeks, yeah. You can see it in HD, in full reality vision. Yeah, obviously in yeah on video in video form it looks like a tiny box, so you will see, yeah. you'll see that it's fucking massive, mate. My shed is fucking massive. All right, don't show off. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so what are we talking about today? Uh, Britain's baby bust. We've got a baby shortage, Matt. There's not enough that babies. Sounded a bit wrong, that. <laughs> Britain's baby bust. Yeah. Just imagining like a, a baby with a perfect set of breasts. Birth rates are in decline, <laughs> Matt. And is, Birth rates are in decline. Is that a bad Good. thing? Maybe. Don't know. Why are we talking about that this week? Well, there's a very important reason why. Um, it was one of a few things that I could think of earlier that we could discuss. Hmm, good. It's a hot topic, though. Always a hot topic when you've got a baby with such pert breasts. <laughs> what? I don't know. What, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Get fucking. That's We're going to set it to rights, aren't we? Yeah. You're going to do a monologue about it, giving some yep. facts and shit. Let me set it out for it. you now. This week, Britain's baby shortage. That's right, we're running out of babies. On top of all of our other supply chain issues, there's not enough babies coming off the assembly line, so come on, girls, you're letting the side down. <laughs> Seriously, the birth rates in Britain are on the decline. In 2020, the total fertility rate, that is the number of children per woman, stood at 1.58 in England and Wales, almost half the post-World War II peak 
of 2.93 and well below the 2.1 replacement level needed to keep the population rate stable. Now this is a bit of a weird subject given that it's usually facet countries and dictatorships that concern themselves with fertility rates. However, the Social Market Foundation released its paper this week arguing that the country's ageing population could lead to economic decline. In its report, Baby Bust and Baby Boom, examining the liberal case for pronatalism, that's right, pronatalism, the Social Market Foundation said this would ultimately lead to a shortage of working-age adults. And I quote, At present, there are a little under three over 65s for every 10 workers, but by the middle of the next decade, that ratio will rise to 3.5, and by the 2060s, the number will be closing in on four. According to these projections, by 2050, a quarter of Britons will be over 65, up from a fifth today. And this combination of a lower share of the population in work and a higher share in need of economic support clearly will have a negative effect on the productive capacity of the economy. And there you have it. That's why we should care. What does declining fertility rates and ageing population mean? It means higher taxes to pay for the healthcare. It means a shrinking workforce. It means a less productive workforce. It means lower demand, slower innovation, GDP growth slowing down, and a stretch to the public finances. Which is mental and seriously, seriously unhealthy. So it's no mystery why fewer people are having children, or they're waiting till they're older, or they're not having as many. You have a baby when you're in a rented flat or a house, you're going to think twice about having another if you can't afford your own home or find a home that's more suitable for a bigger family. If you're in London, you're paying well over a grand for a studio flat and your kids probably sleep in a drawer. So if you're locked out of a warped housing market and the cost of living is rising and your wage is stagnating and then you know that eventually you're going to face eye-watering childcare costs... And mothers will often have to deal with the motherhood penalty in a career. A career therefore stagnates or goes backwards. And there's not much paternity leave on offer. It really isn't a surprise that there's a low birth rate. Because we are not dealing with these central problems. We have successive governments not thinking over the long term. In fact, we have successive governments not being brave enough and not being radical enough to do what needs to be done. The NIMBYs are winning the war to prevent houses being built and successive governments give in to them. When we need to liberalise planning laws, reform or abolish the Green Belt, you know, make it easier to get houses built and build social homes too. We desperately need houses, get the houses built. I mean, come on. The cost of childcare in the UK are ridiculous. We are the second most expensive in Europe. And yet this pressing issue never gets the attention it needs because we're governed mostly by men and indeed rich people with nannies. Again, no innovation, no bravery to do what needs to be done. And although lower birth rates are a long-term trend, it's little wonder that it's getting worse when over the last 10 years economic conditions are being getting worse. Just as we discussed last week, since the 2008 global crash and subsequent recession and austerity, economic conditions haven't really been good for working families, especially those on low incomes of course, have faced a raft of benefit cuts. Cuts to the tax credits, universal credit, they have the bedroom tax, a benefit cap, the most anti-child, anti-family policy ever, the two-child limit on universal credit. That, along with all the other benefits cut over the last decade, have had a huge impact on low-income households. It clearly makes for less favourable conditions to have and raise a family. Simple. So, yeah, it's kind of a weird subject to talk about, but we're not talking about preserving a culture or conserving a, a race here. What we're talking about is the effect of an ageing workforce on our economic and social conditions and the problems we're going to face down the road because of it. 
This is something we're going to have to deal with, and we certainly can alleviate the situation and make the economic and social conditions more favourable for people who want to raise families. Now we have governments who entirely focus on older generations, whose entire electoral strategy is designed to placate older generations by keeping house prices high and hammering young people financially to avoid hurting the finances of pensioners. So continually, the young have to pay while asset-rich pensioners get off easy. Until we have a radical government who's willing to go against the grain here, things aren't going to get any better. And people will simply continue to make the rational decision to have fewer children or no children. Good night. So is this like uh, is this a subject that you've thought about a lot, or is it? Are we really just talking about the the article that you've read? Is that what it, is that what's, is it about the subject, or is it about the article? What are we doing here? Um, it's <laughs> um, no, I think it's about the subject. It's got to be about the subject. It can't just be about okay, the article. All right, all right, all right. Uh, There's some weird things in the article as well, though, aren't there? What weird things? Oh, this is a, is there a, there's a report, a briefing paper by the think the think tank, which you know that's all right to reflect Fine. on something like that, isn't it? Um, and oh yeah, so one thing not talked about in the not expanded upon in the monologue is what the fuck what the fuck is pronatalism? Yeah, pronatalism. Yeah, so that's that. It's like a strange. Well, it was so so in the context of. They're saying that parties could potentially be more pro-natalist. What the fuck does that even mean? It sounds kind of creepy. Pro-natalism is the policy or practice of encouraging the bearing of children, especially government support of a higher... Yeah, it it sounds like... The definition Mm. is, yeah, it's... it's, it's, Yeah, it's just... Well, what do you think of, let's be honest? We don't want to invoke Godwin's law of the internet. I think of, like, farms. (laughs) Blonde... (laughs) Blonde strapping yeah. children. I think of the Matrix, you know, when he wakes up and they're all in the pods. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think of, like, women in those with, like, you know, swollen stomachs. And, yeah. Do you know what? That's, actually, what? that's where my mind has leapt to. Can I just... Actually, the first thing I want to do is is just raise something to you. Mm-hmm. Because it is quite funny that... Chosen to talk about this, I just picked a subject off the political subject yep. tree today. But... Do want to be self-aware that we're we're talking about birth rates? Who gives birth? <laughs> women. <laughs> so we're talking about women not having babies, and we're two middle-aged white men. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we know, and it's always it always ends up being that. You know, there'd be a panel. I mean, we, we yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why right. acknowledge yeah. that. Just want to acknowledge that. Um, yeah, there was good, a good good catch. Yeah. I mean, the, we we do both have. Um, women in our lives and, and we both have children so, so it's not irrelevant to us so we're not completely divorced from yeah the, the you know the subject no i understand yes uh making comments about in the, what in, women do with their bodies is a, a tricky tricky landscape for a for a for white men yeah i think <laughs> black men too i think read a guardian column when i was looking thinking about this earlier someone called rhiannon lucy coslett coslett from december 2021 
where this subject had come up about, about the declining birth rate across the West. And, yeah, did point out that it usually ends up being a total dry economic discussion where lots of male econom- uh, economics, uh, economists discuss it with no women in the room as their babies are a resource. And I've come to dislike these men intensely. They make me feel like a broodmare who must reproduce for the good of the nation. So, yeah. I get that, as we've already referenced. This is already make the whole pronatalism and fretting over birth rates is kind of weird. So I'm not coming out of the angle like, oh my god, we must do something about the birth rates. I just thought it was interesting, a thing to come up this week. And uh, is it? Can you discuss it rationally? And even this report by the Social Market Foundation does not ultimately conclude that we must. Uh, adopt Get pronatal policies. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't say there's there's strong enough evidence, uh, and it doesn't put that demand on the on the government. It basically is asked the. It's it's basically a push to make the government think about it, what what could be done here, and it is mostly thinking about in economic and social terms, not in you know we must we must replicate the uh, the British people. So it's, it's it's not coming from that that angle, but uh, it's a bit woolly in its conclusions because it's it's yeah. It, what is pronatalism? It's, it makes a liberal craze for pronatalism in the UK. So I'll, I'll read a bit of that. If, as we have shown, pronatalism pronatalism is on the rise. Try and, try and read it. <laughs> pronatalism <laughs> is on the rise across rich countries facing similar demographic trends to the UK. So should our policymakers worry about being left behind? Uh, and then there's an exploration of whether parents could benefit being supported to have more children and whether ch- children would benefit from being born. <laughs> uh, and whether what? and whether society could benefit from a slower population ageing and avoiding or limiting population decline. So I've already... So ch- children could benefit from being born? Yeah, it's coming out from the, all, all the... <laughs> All the angles. All the angles. All the angles. Yeah, is it good for the it, child? Yeah. Is it good for the parent? Is it good for society? I suppose when you put it like that, three pillars, not unreasonable. But, uh, but even why when I had we had George, we were living in a small house, uh, rented house in in Leeds, and the house was clearly unsuitable uh, to raise a child in because for various reasons, back to back house, narrow stairway, the dangerous, all sorts of reasons, you know. Um, and then we were up to move. Now, I had some help to get to get a deposit together. So then, at that but we, at that point, the people who don't have that are stuck in a situation where they're thinking, "This isn't." We've already, had, you know, you had one child, and you find you find it difficult in the house you're in. You're not going to then have another or another. Uh, and having kids is fucking expensive. I mean, sometimes you your lowest moments are just like God. You know, I'm not, I'm not poor, and you know, blah blah blah. Don't want to complain that people have it worse, but Christ, how much richer would better off I would be and more comfortable be without kids. I'm not saying I don't want to have my kids, I don't regret having kids, but the childcare and the, and the cost of living around having children is killer. That's what we'll do. Well, sorry, wait a second. I was told when I had children that I was selfish 
And oh, that it's right, yeah. one of the most selfish acts is to have children, and there are too <sighs> many people in the world, and I'm exacerbating the problem uh, by having children, and this like extreme act of vanity uh, by adding more people into the world in my own image. Um, so what about that? I thought there was too many people. Like, what the fuck? So there what? There's not enough people now. <laughs> what am I do? I thought I was meant to be feel guilty. Now I'm not meant to feel. Now I'm meant to no, feel guilty. Get, we, only we, need two of them. we need more. Christ. So, <laughs> Social Market Foundation's report says it's plausible. It's plausible. It's plausible. <laughs> it is plausible to believe mm-hmm. that pro-natalist policies are good because they benefit the people that are created. <laughs> the children. The children. <laughs> But holding that view requires us to take strong positions on some of the trickiest questions in modern philosophy. What do you think about that? So if you're thinking about what policies you put in place, if you were trying to increase the birth rate and you were implementing government policies to go about that, I guess you do have to make philosophical... Do you have to take positions on things? Like, well, let's make it easier for the mother to stay at home and raise the children, then the birth rate will increase... Or ban contraception. Ban contraception. Uh, or uh, make it easy for men to take more time off. Or how do you, you know? I mean, for me, it's it's it, it is more of a long term investment in in fixing the housing market and childcare. We're dancing around that subject, but yeah. So what the fuck is pronatalism? Why? Mm. Why is it focused so much on that? It's it's inherently weird and disturbing. Mm-hmm. Woods is baby farms. So, um, how about just stay with me? Um, rounding up all of the the most fertile <laughs> women, and then um, kind of indoctrinating them. Maybe put some kind of like blinkers on them, like hats with blinkers on, um, and yeah, uh, kind of beat them into submission, and then pair them off with like wealthy couples who can't. Uh, reproduce themselves and then force them to have sex with 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 the man. But, but so it's not weird. You, you make sure that the wife of the couple is there at the same time, and you kind of do that on a monthly basis. And you do you deploy all of the I most. Thought you were uncomfortable with the more fascist, you know, <laughs> approach. So how how about this? Have you seen Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> The most that's that's just Handmaid's Tale. That's the plot uh, of Handmaid's Tale. It's, it's a book. You read it. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a TV series. Yeah. The most. How about this? The most recent reliable data, man, according to this report, on desired fertility in the UK, which is interesting, comes from the, the 2011 Eurobarometer survey, which found that on average, women would ideally like to have two point two point three children, which is a ridiculous request because. That's not a round number, fucking idiot women. Yeah, my point Stupid third one is fucking my favourite one. What the fuck are you on about 2.3? It's the least expensive <laughs> one, yeah. 2.3 children and men, two... Well, I mean, it's actually 2.32 children and men, 2.14. That's my answer. I always say, oh, how about 2.4? Mm. Not three. Not even two and a half. Sorry, I'm just stretching that now. <laughs> <laughs> So it's fairly close to the European average. So if realised, these would represent a significant increase in birth rates. So what would that suggest? That would suggest that people would actually like to have more children. Why are they not 
Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Things, things we just can't. The things we've discussed, the the yeah, the uh, things that are holding you back. So the economic constraints, yeah, housing, childcare, uh, the withdrawal of benefits for poorer households, uh, and the cap on universal credit. So yeah, I think it's, uh, I think we've covered it, haven't we? Have we? Good. I mean, we have ranted. Yeah, I think so. Good. Good. Just pick some shit and all that. Shit. So, Matt, uh, how about this storm? <laughs> Man, it has been fucking windy, and like you know, in my in my new shed, um, it's been um, yeah, it's been. Rickety. I've got a bit. There's a big tree next to me. And I'm a bit concerned, actually. I'll tell you what, um, the last storm, I can't remember. They've got names now. I don't remember. It's been happened a few weeks. Eunice. Uh, Eunice. Eunice. It ruined the uh, one of the only DIY job, proper DIY manly jobs I've done in a in so long time, which was to nail down the f- felt on my sh- shed roof. Oh yeah, which was wow. especially manly roof. because I was on a roof and you know just hammering things. Shed roof, yeah, shed roof, fixing the roof. Anyway, it's all ripped up. Mm-hmm. It's quite brittle stuff. And I went up there and straight away and nailed it down again and fixed it. But this time it's all torn right up. Oh dear! You need to go and buy some more felt then. Yeah, well, I think I've got some actually. Yeah, just, uh, I have to get up there and do my the my man thing. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, I can imagine you. Um, yeah, what on a step ladder or something? No, yeah, just just, just on the roof fully. Just on the roof, fully yeah. on the roof. Yeah, spreading my weight. Some, na- some some nails. <laughs> yeah, it's hammering away, and because it, it's up there. Basically, all the neighbours can see there. Oh, good. You know, good. so everyone can see that I'm doing man things, pot and man yeah. stuff. I felt the same way when um, when I uh, upstairs toilet got blocked, and eventually I thought I had a man alert, and I thought, actually, do you know what? You can access that pipe from the other side, and the other side is on. Well, actually, it's on the roof of where I am now in the my office, which is a converted garage on the roof there, mm-hmm. you can access the mm-hmm. pipe that was blocked, that was going into the bathroom sink. Right. So then on a roof again. Something about walking around on a roof. Yeah. It's just very, you know, you know, I'm a dad now. I walk on roofs. And mm-hmm. getting unscrewing it and getting all the gunk out and let it spray out on the roof. And I was like, I've, un- I've solved the problem. I've unblocked the pipe. Now, I think for someone who has got no practical skills like myself and is in awe of all plumbers and electricians and anyone with any serious, like, useful skills, not skills like mine. <laughs> Whatever they might be, writing words. Non-existent. Uh, yeah. Um, talking about bollocks on, on, on recording it for people. Um mm-hmm. That was about as close to I get to, to that sort of feeling of being useful. Mate, that's... I mean, I wasn't really impressed by the felt thing because I've done that before. That's but easy the, Yeah, cracking open a pipe and pulling it from, from, from a roof. I mean, that is, that is quite exciting. Yeah, quite and you're impressed. looking out upon the world 
from this yeah. higher point of view. Just Be- like, Beverly, yeah. Got problems to solve. Don't mm-hmm. worry. It's okay. I'm a man. And I'm a dad. It's fine. Yeah. I'm on a roof. I mean, but, but also, you must have been aware of, in, the, in that moment, the, the narrative. Like, the narrative says that you would have fallen down, you know, <laughs> broke, broken your neck. That would have been a, tip, a very typical end for you, or a typical next, you know, wrinkle in the story of your life. Very capable of... I mean, I think about it all the time. Like, um, you know, when you're holding a, a knife, a extremely sharp knife, like kitchen knife, cutting things and... I sometimes mm. wonder if my flaily arms are just not thinking for me. I could just like, I sometimes wonder if, if I wouldn't be that surprised if I accidentally, you know, accidentally flick my arm out in a kind of weird fidgety way and stab myself in the eye and have to go to hospital. Yeah, I feel like that when you, when you have newborn children, when, you have, when you've got your baby and you're trying to like rock them to sleep or whatever, or you're just holding them, not doing anything, just like, I could just, I don't know. Squeeze this thing accidentally to death, and, or just ch- 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 drop it. You know, just uh, just let go. Just uh, just drop so, it. I dead. don't know what you mean, but it's weird. It's just the, the the big jump from what I was talking about to what you were talking about, and how they're not similar at all. They are. You're saying like you're holding a knife, you're holding a dangerous object, and like oh, you could just like randomly. And you're just going straight to in, 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 infanticide. In, infanticide, yeah. But I mean, we started. We were talking about babies with breasts earlier on, weren't we? we had, now very, they are like, very fragile creatures. Mm. Very fragile mm. creatures. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, one one wrong move, and especially with say, yeah. someone who's notoriously clumsy. So you're holding <laughs> them on, hold on some tight like that. If you're hoping you've got dad instincts, where if you fall, you flip round mm. onto your back or catch them like a bloody football. Yeah. So far, no injuries. That's why it's gratifying when they, if they do get injured and it's not my fault. I'm like, huh. mm. so. Yeah, when it's the spouse's <laughs> fault, that's a good one. When it's somebody else, when it's when it's your wife's fault, yeah. that's, that's that's what it's best. Yeah, because they're like, ha ha. That also, uh-huh. like, if then if if in the future if it happens again, you can cite that. Oh, what about that yeah. time you cracked yeah, yeah. his head up and because you let him fall off the bed? Yeah, because you punched him in the face. That <laughs> uh, was you. You you saw evil. You saw red that day. Punched our son. Yeah, it happens. Um, so with, there's no Benjamins and Dragons this week. No. Apologies to fans of Benjamins and Dragons. I know we we left it on right on a cliffhanger, didn't we? We had you you're pointing the gun at um, somebody in the jungle. Um, who is um, who seemed to know your name for some reason? So he's obviously an acquaintance of yours, of some kind. Um, so that, that's quite it's quite an interesting cliffhanger. Like how you're in the middle of the jungle, well, and the helicopters who knows what exploded. Next? Clearly, you don't. Otherwise, we'd... who could that person be? What is what are his motives? Should I be considering this? I don't know. Just you know, just try to just try to uh, trail the next episode. Good, good. What are his motives? <laughs> Do you know what his motives are? Have you already uh, thought about this? Or uh... I've got an, I've got an idea. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what, though. How about this? Um, did did it? We did get, as you pointed out to me, a couple of new reviews. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is not insignificant because I did actually point out that uh, we were getting our rating a bit fucked by a couple of one-star bastards. 
Yeah. Uh, so it was nice to it was nice to get a couple of reviews. So a shout out. Let's uh, find the bloody reviews. It's taken our thing up to four point one, like three point something. Nice. It's a bit like when something's you know they make things two ninety nine instead of three pound because it just sounds better. It's a psychological yeah. thing. Three point eight good. or three point nine. Four point yeah. one sounds a lot better. So thanks yeah, to James Pete, three point one children. James Pete, uh, who gave it five star in January, saying James Pete. Pete. Yeah, is that the right way around? Yeah. Okay. Why is that a Pete James? Yeah, it could be Pete James. Can't it? it says it says James Pete. <laughs> okay. No, there isn't a comma in between them. Wait, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> That's the subject line. What the fuck? Oh. What does that mean? Don't know. His username is Boulder Shorts. Boulder Shorts. Boulder Shorts, one word. And the subject line is James Pete. What does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? I mean, that's got to be his name, isn't it? Well, he's an idiot for putting his name there, though. He? He's got confused. Although he's an idiot because he said five work. stars and he said chuffing top cast. Thank oh. you. Cast? Oh, podcast, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, Jesus. That's nice. Um, but even better was Alex Dennis, who said, wanted to hate it, but couldn't. Interesting. Hmm. I understand why I'd want to hate it. I reckon it's because he's maybe a bit more left-wing than me. And uh, Yeah, probably. But you're there, aren't you, to go, oh, Ben, you're such a dick. Um, mm-hmm. Good, rambling, sweary stuff. Often promoting positions I disagree with. Are you promoting positions... That he disagrees with, Matt. Controversial positions? Uh, it doesn't say controversial. Uh, just often promoting positions I, I disagree with. But genuinely liberal and questioning. Well, it's, it's very nice. Like Romaniacs, uh, the uh, podcast which is now called Oh God, What Now? With our good friend uh, Ian Dunt. Uh, like Romaniacs, but psychopathological. Mm. Now, I wondered if he meant psychopathic, uh, psychopathological meaning something slightly different. But if he did... So that is a word, isn't it? it? Is so I think word. I googled it. So did I. I, like, but I, didn't, I, didn't, I only googled it as far as knowing whether it was a word or not. I don't know. What, 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 is there a distinction between psychopathic and psychopathological? Uh, well, I mean, as you can imagine, there's the related. But uh, the manifestation of a mental or behavioural disorder. <laughs> hmm. no. Well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, you know, maybe I should be insulted, but... I thought that was quite good. <laughs> and it finished off with strong recommend. Strong recommend. Wanted to hate that's... it, ended up strongly recommending it. So that's pretty good. Well, pretty good. Yeah. Appreciate those reviews. So more people to do that, please. As I said to you before, Ben, I need all the validation I can get. So um, definitely appreciate yeah. that a lot. Yeah, I do. Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, any feedback also any if your feedback or comments we have just set up an email address uh, and the email address is the great unraveling unraveling <laughs> how many L's are in unraveling really suffering trouble making words today mm-hmm. a few beers the great unraveling podcast at gmail.com at gmail. With how many L's in the in unraveling? Uh, it is. Is it? Uh, <laughs> how many? It's it's uh, unraveling. Good. 
So the, the email address that you've created, how many L's does it have? Well, it's double L yeah. and then one L. Double L. Excellent, excellent. Um, okay, good. Oh, no, ra, ah, la, ah, la. The Great Unraveling Podcast, double L, ling. Mm-hmm. Uh, hotmail.com. Gmail.com, don't confuse. Oh, shit, Fucking shit. muddy the water, dickhead. <laughs> Gmail. So here's what you could do. You could give us feedback. All your feedback really should go on the reviews, you know, on the platform that you listen to. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But what do you think about falling birth rates? <laughs> no, don't, don't write in to say that. Do we need an aggressive post? Post. Oh, what is it? Pro, oh, God. Pro, <laughs> pronatalism. Yeah, need an aggressive. What does pronatalism pro- mean to you? Nat- do you, did you have uh, did you find kids expensive? Do you regret <laughs> having kids? All right. Um, so so we should probably come up with more then. focused ideas on what to email us about. Email us about anything. Mm. Absolutely anything. No dick pics. Yeah, I mean, uh, even a dick pic, I'd take it. Because I know I'm not going to be the first person to see it. It'll be you. So <laughs> if anybody wants to send a dick pic. Take any validation we can get. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. For the Good. New pics. Unity. Yep. Cheers. Bye. Bye.